Why is it so scary, though? I don't know. That's why you have to ask yourself. Like, you know, it's the same thing. Why do people always like, I'm so bad at math. And then, like, as soon as they get a bill to do the tip on, they before they even try, they just freak out because, you know, they have to do it. You know, or just, like, maybe maybe you're in some debt and it just feels better to not know than to tackle it. You know, it just, there's like on Reddit, they have these awesome stories of someone who'll be like, you know, five years ago, I was in this much debt and today I'm debt free and this is how I did it. You know, just people and it's like oh, so inspiring, cool. like knowing all these situations can change. And Today we interview my sister. Uh, we talk about personal finances, the importance of savings and different techniques for savings. Uh, this is not professional um, uh, financial advice. However, this is some personal advice from my sister that she has shared with me over the years that I'm now sharing with you. So without further ado, enjoy this episode of Creativity with DA3 Podcast. This is Marina. You are my sister. Yes. And what do you do? I am a CPA. My background's in accounting, and I work specifically in SEC reporting. All right. So over the years, Marina, you've provided me with a lot of excellent financial advice. Yeah, I think it's important. Um, this is not, you know, this is not like professional advice. This is not... You know, I, I can't give advice on how to invest or save, but my own personal experience, I can kind of tell you what I've done and what my friends are doing and what we think is really helpful. That would be great. Yeah. So for the record, anyone listening to this, this is not professional advice. Yes. Do not sue me. <laughs> this is just my, my personal advice. Thank you for that clarification. So one of the first questions I have for you today is um, what is the biggest mistake you see in your opinion, a lot of young professionals make in their personal finances. So one thing that I've noticed, and I think a lot of it's because of the the news we read, but everything's always saying that, oh, millennials will never be able to buy a house and they're in so much debt and everything just seems so dire. I think a lot of young people think, what's the point to saving? And I also feel like they feel like it's normal to just be in a lot of debt. So it kind of normalizes a poor financial situation so of course like some people you know they've invested in their you know in student you know in their in their education so they have a lot of student loans so you know some people are that but there's also people who are like oh this is just what it's like to be young and they're 20k in debt on their credit card because they just like to go shopping all the time or are living in an apartment that's above what they should be paying for so i, I think a lot of the mistake is Feeling like, oh, because I'm in my 20s, it's normal that my financial situation is less than ideal. And I don't think that is the case. And I don't think it's a good idea to think that it's normal and accept it. What, what would be a, what, what do you think should be the norm if, if everything could be in a very ideal situation for young professionals? So it's hard to say what the norm is because, you know, for people who have families that are able to help them pay for college or offer a place to live, they're in a much better situation than you know, people who do have to go into debt in order to for themselves to get ahead. But just generally speaking, I think it's a lot about being not, don't be afraid of money. Don't be afraid to look at the numbers and to see what you're spending. Because when you kind of accept, like say, okay, I'm not going to be afraid to look at my credit card or my spending, look at it and say, is this, is this good? Is this not good? Am I spending too much? Can I... Do I have to have my own apartment in the best neighborhood of the city? Do I have to have my own room? Do I really need a car? 
Um, how much are you spending on drinks every month? Do you really need a Netflix subscription? Those kinds of things. And because what you really should be doing, and like ignore the student debt conversation because that I know is inevitable for most people and they just, they have to be paying that off every month. But um, aside from that, you really shouldn't, you know, try to, you shouldn't be in credit card debt. Of course, emergencies happen like medical, but I'm just saying in general, that should be, you shouldn't be in credit card debt. It's not good. So, and sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So how do people, how, I mean, how do you avoid getting in credit card debt? So if you're able to, um, if you're able to, well, let's say, let's say you have a job. Okay. This is, let me say, this is the ideal situation. First, you look at all the things that you have to spend money on food, insurance, maybe your, you know, your phone plan, shelter, all those kinds of things. And you try to get into a situation where each one of those is the most affordable as possible. You don't want to be using all of your money. So maybe it also means, you know, you're getting another job or you're working a part-time job or a side hustle or you're selling on Etsy or you're Uber driver or whatever. You do what you can to make sure you can cover all your basics. Then the next step is you really should be, you should have an emergency fund. Ooh, okay. So you cover your basics. That's like your, you know, just what you essentially need to live, housing, shelter. Now that you have your basics covered. Before you get to fun, before you get to whatever, vacations and shopping and going out for drinks, then you consider your emergency fund to be just as a critical of the necessary expense as paying for rent. So that's a different amount for everybody, but it's about being honest with yourself. It's like, if I got, if I was fired today, how much money do I need before I would be able to get my next job and cover myself? Or if I was in an accident and I had a lot of medical expenses tomorrow, what would I need? It's something different for everybody. There's no magic number. Some people save three months of living expenses as an emergency fund. Some people have longer. It's up to you. So that kind of three months emergency fund, is that like an assumption that if you're do- choosing to make that be how much you're saving, that's assuming that you believe strongly that it'll take you about three months before you're able to find another adequate work? Yeah, that's kind of the, the theory behind it. So it's just, it's you know, it's really up to you what you're comfortable with, the risk you're comfortable living with. If you know you have a house that you you can move back in with your parents or a sibling or a friend, realistically, you're able to do that. You're able to, your car is paid off. You don't have student debt. Okay, maybe you don't need as much of a cushion, but. Nice. Yeah. Um, So so let's say, so you got your basics covered Mm -hmm. and that's awesome. And let's say this, this person, this young professional now has um, a There's savings. still some more money left over. Or like, what do they do next? Do they feel like they have a good savings? Yeah. And they have a good, and their basics are being met. Then what? So for that savings, you can keep that. First, you have to, you have to put it somewhere. This is not something that should be in your mattress. This is even, you know, it has to be at the bank. Ideally, like a high yield interest savings account. So it's still liquid, but it has enough of an interest rate that maybe it's getting a little something. I know some of these high yield interest savings accounts are giving like maybe even like 2% now. So it's a nice to have like a little something on the money you're saved. So there's a lot of words in there that I don't understand. What is a high yield interest fund? Saving. So like or you want like so with your, with your bank account, they're um, like a saving. So a checking account usually has no interest on it. 
That means your money, you can take it out at any time. Then like a traditional savings account from uh, like a lot of your brick and mortar banks like Chase or you know Bank of the West or Bank of America, they they might have it like 0.01%. It's very little, it's pretty much nothing, but maybe gives you a few pennies a year. So then there's like, the, there's some like new online banks that because they don't have uh, actual locations, their overhead is less, it's down, so they're able to give a higher interest account, interest, sorry, interest rate, but then it's still liquid. You can get that money out anytime you need it, that kind of a thing. So if someone wanted to, thank you so much for that, that's, that's helpful to hear. Um, you also mentioned, uh, you know, like, do you recommend people get a lot of different credit cards? Should they have one? Like, how do you build, I don't know, credit's important for stuff? Yeah, credit is important. Um, there's a lot, I feel a lot of people, there's like a lot of myths around credit cards. Ooh. It's like, I've heard somebody tell me that it's, oh, it's really important to keep a balance on your credit card at all times. Like, that's not true. You know, there's a lot of myths, so... It's like this is kind of all go back goes back to the beginning. Like, don't be afraid of money. Educate yourself on it. There are so many resources. I love like Nerd Wallet. Ooh, what That's, is Nerd Wallet? It's a website. They break it down everything really simply. Um, they if you if you want to get a credit card, they do analysis on all the different credit cards out there. You can compare them to each other. They kind of explain, oh, so you want to buy a house? This is what you should do. Or you want to pay off student debt? This is how you do. You want to open up a savings account? This is how. Really simple. Nerd wallet. Nerd wallet. Dot com. Dot mm-hmm. Dot org. Nerd wallet. Dot com. I believe, and you know, just educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe multi credit, multiple credit cards is right for you. Maybe you're doing some, you know, trying to get mileage for flights and this and that. It's it's not really right for me. Everybody's different, mm-hmm. but you know, of course, you have to remember there's like high rates on these things. You got to pay them off. Educate yourself. Read about it. So, um, is this a myth that you have to pay off your credit card? You can only pay it off at the end of the month? No, you can pay your credit card anytime. You don't have to wait till the end of the month. Um, this is like, once again, why Nerd Wallet or any of these kind of websites, edu- informative, even like watching some stuff on YouTube, they can teach you all about credit cards and how to make them the most beneficial for you. Like, you can, you know, with credit cards, you can get to the point where you're not ever being charged any fees or interest but you're getting cash back on all your purchases or a flight and but it's just you have to you have to read (laughs) we have to read about them and understand them first there's been a lot of popularity with money management apps like mint yeah um i personally have been using that and it's been it's it's been pretty helpful um yeah i think it's great because once again it's all just about having the information it's showing you your spending habits and what you're spending on sometimes you might you start putting it in you're shocked by how much you spend yeah i i was shocked myself i was just like oh right oh that's embarrassing it's embarrassing i once heard someone say that you know because you can't really tell people what to spend their money on you know like it's not and that, and it's not right that's why you can't tell somebody how much you recommend saving how much you recommend someone to invest but if you look over your past months of expenses Kind of go through which ones do you not feel good about that means they didn't add value to your life and that's what means that they weren't good purchases that's a cool measurement so you're saying to to kind of find out how much you are how much you should not be spending 
you go through your past statements and you look at which things didn't add value to your life that you, yeah. don't, that you don't feel good about. Yeah, maybe it is your rent check, maybe because you're like totally living above your means. Um, but if you're, you know, maybe you're fine with it mm-hmm. and you can afford it. Great. Maybe you are, you know, people always say that like, oh, cut out coffee every morning and you'll save $1,000 a year. Or, you know, that's like always one of those things they say to save money. If you look at those coffee expenses every morning and that just brought joy to you and you're so happy, that's worth it. But then you look and you're like, wow, I should start bringing my lunch because those burritos I've been buying every week suck. That kind of thing. It's about value. Um, and I, like the ideal financial situation is you have a job where you can meet make like you know meet all of your basics have an emergency savings and then also have the remainder to have some fun and also some money to invest for your future you want your money kind of all over the place a little bit for now a little bit for a few years down the road a little bit for way down the road if you um what do you think about risks um taking financial risks like people who want to invest in stock markets so you know investing is it's a real it's a good idea it's not there's so many different ways to invest um and there's you know there's lots of different risk profiles but in general investing tends to be a good idea over time that's the kind of conversation that somebody can have with their like a financial planner i recommend once again just educating yourself if it sounds too good to be true it is there's no get rich quick. There's nothing guaranteed, and of course, always, of course, always remember that everything you invest, you could lose. That's the ultimate risk, right? Can you? Is it illegal but, to to take a huge credit amount and, and use that to invest? Um. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking. You of can't something. really buy. I mean, there's so many ways to invest. It just it doesn't sound smart because to take out credit, there's a rate on that. And let's say it's an eighteen percent rate or something on the amount of money you just borrowed. Do you really like? Do you think you'd be able to make up more than that in an individual? <laughs> Probably not. So use the money that you save and invest, and then you know financial planners can tell you. Well, you know this is what's important. You don't want to just invest for the sake of investing. It's all about goals. Same thing. Like that money that you're saving, it's your emergency fund. That's what that money's for, and that alone. It's for emergency situations. Then you have more money. It's all about allocating it into different buckets. You have like, this is my rent bucket. This is my car budget bucket. This is my medical expense bucket. This is my emergency bucket. And then you can have savings goals. One could be for college. One could be to buy a house. One could be for a vacation. One could be for that new purse you want. And then you just like allocate the money to it. And depending on when you want that money, whenever that goal is supposed to be coming up, you base your risk profile off of that. If it for retirement, you know, it's a lot longer for most for people, young people. So they can usually be a little bit riskier with that money. Because there's more time. More time. To see like, oh, that's probably not working or that is, but there's... And it just averages out and generally over, generally over time things go up. There's a lot of time for things to happen. Whereas, let's say you wanted to buy a car at the end of the year, probably you don't want to invest that. You want that money soon. But that's why you would talk to a financial planner for all your goals. I'm not a financial planner. That, remember, <laughs> this, this is not a financial planner. Yeah, so this is like, this is just the kind of conversations that you can have with financial planners to 
guide you on your investments and what you should do. Yeah, we don't want anyone to come saying like, well, I'm just following what Marina, no. the CPA, told me. And <laughs> no, then you're like... That's not um, my job. <laughs> cool. I talk to financial planners as well. How frequently do you, should people, or how frequently should young professionals seek out and converse with financial planners? Is this something they do once a year, once a month, every day? So, I mean, it varies with... I start as soon as possible like have that conversation don't feel like you have too little money to get your financial life in order or to invest or save there's nothing that's too little you can have two hundred dollars in the bank and go down and talk to somebody and say these are my goals how do i how do i get there and they'll be happy to help you um and then you know based off whoever you work with or how much you have having check-ins I like to look at my finances every month for my budget to just see <clears throat> excuse me I like to look at just like how much I'm spending every month I have a spending limit for myself an investing limit and a savings limit I check that monthly my investments I check I probably shouldn't check as often as I do because they're all supposed to be long term and the, it's not fun to watch <laughs> how volatile the market's been lately um but then you know you can work with your financial planner and Maybe you have a schedule an annual meeting where you check in on things. It really depends. I like this. I'm, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing a lot of like a lot of this kind of depends on just being educated on yourself and knowing where you're like having self awareness on your values. Yes. That's self awareness like, is so much. I've had I have friends who say they they really want to take a trip somewhere, but they could never imagine saving the money for it. Then I watched them throw away all of their groceries and go out to eat every day. And they managed to have like, you know, spend all their money on Uber, but they also have a bus pass and a car payment, if, but they're not aware of it. So if they just were to slow down, break down all of their expenses, see where all their money's going, see what's adding value, what doesn't, like is having three modes of transportation more valuable to you than a trip to Europe at the end of the year? Maybe it is for some people, but you just have to be aware of it and aware of your spending. Wow, so that's really helpful to hear. So like kind of one easy way to be more self-aware with your finances is like just opening up an Excel or a Google spreadsheet and just break Or Mint, it. you know, like the, that's what these websites do so easily is you spend and then they categorize, They, you know, it takes a little, you have to kind of teach it what your, the habits that you have to know what certain things are, but then it categorizes it for you and then you kind of see what you're spending. I think a lot of people are just so afraid of money. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it seems very, I know for me, before working at Guidespark, you know, back in the day, I was scared of just talking about it because it felt so overwhelming. Yeah, and there's a lot of emotions wrapped up with it, you know, and also you have to kind of look at how were you raised, were you raised to be afraid of money, were you raised, did your parents talk about money with you, did you were raised to think that all of a sudden it's all going to be gone and you're going to be desperate, you know, there's so much emotion that gets tied up with money. Mm -hmm. So it's like kind of even just starting there of like, okay, why am I in this financial situation? Why am I afraid to get out of it? Why am I afraid to talk about it? Why haven't I gone to the bank? You know? Wow. That's wow. That's, that's see, that's, this is why we're doing this. Cause that's like a bit of advice that takes you back to like, before you even start talking about financial planning, how do you feel about your finances? And yeah. then ask yourself, why do I feel that way about my finances? Yeah. Or like, you know, when we started this conversation, you were, you wanted me to kind of give uh, information for artists. And, you know, you said, I always feel like this is a stereotype that artists don't 
have those skills with my why why do they put that label on themselves you know like you guys there a lot of artists are entrepreneurs and have their own business they have to be savvy with their money even if they hire someone to help you want to have that information you know i'm sure you want to sell your art or make a living off of it maybe so have you heard that stereotype the starving artist yeah i know what's that about <laughs> exactly because <laughs> it's kind of like it sounds like that's a myth that was just like perpetuated. Yeah. I mean, then... there's also the, you know, some people are raised to think that money is bad and that like it makes you immoral or unethical and that if you strive for wealth that you're not a good person. You know, there's there's a lot of like emotional stuff that gets tied up with money. I think that's kind of like the first place to start. But then just with anything, educate yourself, try not to be afraid of it learn about it there's so many resources and then look at look at yourself clearly and objectively and then try to just start achieving your goals and once you kind of feel in control once you're educated you'll feel in control and it's exciting I mean of course things happen there's outside factors you can't be completely in control you could lose your job the market can crash there's lots of different things but it's not as scary as people think it is wow I like that yeah, it doesn't have to be. No. So I guess kind of last finishing thoughts here. Is there anything that you see people doing really good with their personal finances that you're like, oh, that's a good practice? So, okay, here's something. Um, I really like that Like on Reddit, I see a lot of people talking about it. It's nice because with Reddit, you know, it can be anonymous somewhat. So people are more inclined to ask questions that maybe you're embarrassed people kind of give their situation and people weigh in and of course none of them are necessarily financial planners but just having a conversation that's great trying to you know making talking about money less taboo i feel like it's like the last taboo thing is money so to with, talk about so it's good so for everyone's finances today they're not permanent right they can no. go more they can go less yeah it's they, just yeah there's if you're if right now it's just something that this conversation is giving you anxiety, right? just listening to this, it's making you anxious, just take a deep breath and think, okay, what can I do to make this not make me freak out right now? Start yeah. there. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, is that thank, helpful? Well, thank you so much, uh, Marina, for your time. And um, I, I think this is going to be very valuable information that could help out a lot of people, not just creatives that might be listening to this. But um, if you hear this and this is helpful... I we, we would encourage you to share it, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, definitely. And then what was that website again that you recommended? We what the website that you use? I think it's called Nerd Wallet. Cool. Yeah, it's great. It's so user friendly. They don't use any terms that are complicated. Ooh, what subreddits do you follow? Um, so there's one. There's like a personal finance subreddit. It's called like our personal finance. I think it's just called yeah. I think that's what it's called. Um, and then there's also, you know, there's questions like, or sorry, there's like a, some subreddits called like no dumb questions or something. There's a bunch of places that you can Sick. get information. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Marina. I love you. Love you too. <laughs>